morning and welcome to this week's serving of Mickey Waffles, a Disney podcast where we cover everything from parks, movies and merchandise. My name is Sinead. My name's Kate. Hi, how's it going? Pretty good. Finally got there. Way, lads, that took like four goes. <laughs> Sinead apparently forgot what podcast we'd made. <laughs> I, it's been a long day, okay? <laughs> it's been a very, very long day. But we made it and we're on the 13th episode, so it's nice and spooky. I'm Ooh. loving it. Delighted with life. <laughs> This week we, last week we were giving out about news. This week we have so much news. So much news that this is the week we decided to start our new, I guess, sub-series. Now we have so much news and so much to talk about within the series that we're like, oh, hi, an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, so we've decided, we've finished off our trip planning series. If you want to go back and listen to that, it's basically all of the other episodes of this so far. Um, also, if you have been listening all the way throughout, so we're done with that series now, but if there's stuff that we haven't covered that you guys have questions for, just hit us up, and if we get enough questions, we can do like a maybe a mini waffle or maybe just hop back onto it at some stage and make sure that we answer all of your questions if there's stuff that we haven't covered because we're not magicians, we can't think of everything. Exactly. So what we've decided to do now is an overview and semi-review, I suppose, of all of the attractions in Disneyland Paris, because we don't like to give ourselves enough work. I just think it's going to be really interesting for everybody, and for us as well, because um, I feel like one of the most... This is so nerdy. I feel like one of the most fun parts about um, experiencing Disney rides is getting to talk about them afterwards, and getting to share your experiences with other people. So I think it's going to be a fun little time for us all. I agree. And even just the couple bits that we've looked up about this week's topic so far i've already learned stuff so that's always nice yeah rocking influence eh exactly (laughs) so one thing i wanted to mention before we go into the rest of the episode is we have just hit a thousand followers on instagram thank you so much guys thank you if you're listening to this and you don't follow us on instagram what are you at we say it every week (laughs) so we're on instagram at mickey waffles pod give us a follow we'll give you a follow back we like to put up fun polls and whatnot. We've been getting loads of interactions from a lot of other people and a lot of questions and a lot of discussions on DMs and stuff. So thank you so much, guys. It actually means, uh, it means a lot to us. Yeah, it's super fun as well. I feel like we've created a good little Irish Disney community on there. I enjoy it. A unit. A bit of a unit. So yeah, if you haven't, as I said, if you haven't checked us out, go give us a follow on Instagram. I definitely suggest it because we're 100% going to be doing a giveaway. Oh yeah, so definitely. So you can't enter if you're not following us. So yeah. we're going to see what things we can... We've got some sneaky, sneak prizes up our sleeve to say thank you to you guys. So I definitely hop onto Instagram. Exactly. So with that out of the way, I suppose we should probably get on to the news. Also... We apologise for how... past 12 episodes. <laughs> but particularly the last episode, it did sound like we were, as I heard said last week, in a Pringles tin. Oh yeah, and I did make comment to it on Instagram that it felt like we were in the Cave of Wonders. <laughs> yeah, so we had been... The Look, lads, micro- we're, we're novices, right? <laughs> the microphone was positioned incorrectly, we were unaware. It's fixed now, this should sound better. Let us know. We, yeah. We're sorry. We're sorry. Look, we can only do so much, right? <laughs> exactly. And now, off with the show! Yay! <laughs> so, ladies and gents, earlier on in the week, I got really excited because I realised we were coming up to the end of June, which you can were. only mean one thing. New pins. July pins, ladies and gents. And they're actually 
pretty damn cute. So, and for once, we're going to be pretty on time with the pins. <laughs> we usually have to skip some. Oh, yeah. Not this week. So, our first pin is released on the 5th of July, which is Saturday? Friday? Friday. Today's the 2nd. They usually get released on a Saturday, though, don't yeah. they? No, it is Friday. Oh, because it's Electroland. Yeah. And that's on Friday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. So the first pin is the Electroland pin for Electroland. That is limited to 500 and it is exclusive. It's going to be released at 8 o'clock at Electroland. And it's an event exclusive, unless, of course, they don't sell out the event. And then you can get it the next day. Um, yeah, and it's fifteen ninety nine. It's pretty cool. It's the castle, but like... Um, Techno? Yeah, like the when how music looks on it. I don't know what that's called. The, like, volume levels? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it, yeah. So then, on Saturday, the 6th of July, we have two Lime Britty releases, so two exclusive ones, which are our basic expensive ones that come out every month. I don't understand these pins. No, neither do I. It's because there's only 250 of them. I see this every month. So it's Belle, with her dress a bit hooped up, and Dopey, who in French is Simplet. Bless him. villains are called naughty yeah so they're both 20 euro as they always are they're exclusive to 250 per run and you need a queue on the line Birdie app to be able to buy them then moving on to the general releases or the open editions of the sixth there is a bunch of cute little animals so we have raja nala bambi and pegasus who are all drawn as like big-eyed characters and they've all got little um things what are they called little tags little tags with their initial but then there's also a pua who is just a regular he looks exactly like he always looks i don't know why they couldn't have drawn him big eyed but anyway um but they're all 6.99 and sinead wants the pegasus one. Oh my god it's so cute <laughs> if anyone that listens to this is in disneyland paris and will see this pegasus pin oh yeah please hit us, hit us up because sinead will want it yeah please dm me i will give you all the money I think Maybe I'm, not all the money. Well, I'll give you money. some money. <laughs> I mean, it's six ninety nine Shade. I probably wouldn't go any higher than 10 euro. <laughs> but like, it's really cute. Honestly, that is the cutest goddamn pin I have ever seen. I also really love Raja. Like, I'm not He's a huge cute. Raja. Like, I know people like love Raja. But it's just, I think it's because his little paws just sticking out the back. He's like, it's so little, chill. His little toe beans. Yeah. It's very cute. And then just a regular Pua. I feel like I've seen that Pua pin before. I don't think it's anything spectacular yeah, yeah but it's cute and i do like pua yeah it's cute then we move on to the 13th of july um and it's alice in wonderland themed yeah. pins so we have um an alice with dinah is that what dinah's are cat oh that's a cat sorry the the picture i have this week is kind of blurry i don't know why it looks like a baby to me <laughs> it kind of looked like a caterpillar to me oh, like a yeah. really big caterpillar yeah. anyway so it's alice and dinah and that's 6.99 then there's also lapin blanc which is the white rabbit which is also 6.99 he's got his big watch behind him mm-hmm. um we've also got the cheshire cat holding a this way that way sign except it only says this way but there's two arrows and that's 6.99 and then there's just a classic sassy alice with hands on hips she's got some real strong eyebrows in that pin she does doesn't she because you can see them she's from got, like far away she's got some proper hun brows on um and then there's also a 
Alice Lanyard, which is quite cute. I was just about to say, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not a massive Alice in Wonderland fan. I don't dislike it, but it wouldn't be my favourite. But that's a really pretty lanyard. It is. It's very bright and colourful. It's got the teacups on it. I feel like since it's got the teacups on it, it makes it quite iconic anyway. Yeah. That you'd be very, it'd be very easy for like your casual Disney person to buy it because mm-hmm. like, it's got the teacups. So it's good. And that's also $9.99. Lovely. Then moving on to the Lion King and the Jungle Festival Day pins, which are all exclusive editions and they all require a Line Birdie app and can only be bought at the Pablo Trading Post. Ooh. So, there's a couple here, so bear with me. Jesus. Yeah, so we've got a Donald pin. Mm-hmm. Super cute. Uh, it's These are all $15.99. They're all $15.99 bar one, and I'll tell you that one at the end. So, there's cute little Donald one. I think, are these all their floats from the parade? Mm, these are their floats from the Jungle Book Jive. Oh, yeah. And it's their outfits from the Jungle Book Jive as well. So, these are really exclusive then, because they're exactly what Disneyland Paris have, and you won't be able to get, like, they're not... No, you any won't get other these anywhere else. Yeah, because these are the only the, the outfits they have in these pins have only ever been seen in Disneyland Paris. Yep. So there's Donald, there is Daisy with a little hat, there's Goofy who looks great. He's, He's so fat. cute. There's Tick and Tack, who's Chip and Dale. There's Blue. I quite like the blue one. There's a Mickey Mouse one with his like boat train type thing. I don't really know. Um, there's a mini one in her culottes. Look at Minnie strolling a bit in a pair of trousers. Do you know, you guys know what I'm talking about when it's like, it would be more of like a female hat for when you go to the jungle. It's like a big round hat and it's got like... I think people just put a scarf on them so their hat doesn't fall off. Is that off. it? Yeah. That's cute. I like it. So they're all fifty ninety nine. They're all limited edition to 500 And then there is a special Clarice pin for pin trading day which is a, the classic like pin trading logo, but it's got Clarice in it instead. So that Clarice one is $14.99 and she looks sassy as always. Then after the 13th of July comes the 20th of July. Ooh-hoo. Uh-huh. And we've got some Winnie the Pooh and friends. So we've got Winnie the Pooh who's like, ooh, me. Then we've got Pooh Bear and he's given Piglet a hug. And we've got Pooh Bear and Eeyore, and he's giving Eeyore a bit of a cuddle. Eeyore looks like he has a little half smile on. Yeah, I was about to say that. He How? looks like he's smiling. How on Eeyore? So the first Pooh Bear one where he's like, who, me? Is six ninety nine, and then the other two are seven ninety nine. And there's also a classic Winnie and Friends lanyard, which I love so much. And if anyone's buying that Pegasus for Sinead, I'll also take it. Thanks, bye. If that's still there, you're going to buy that. Yeah, because it's an open edition lanyard. And then also something exciting was official pin trading merch. Now, it looks like a bouncer at a concert. Yeah. So I don't know if this is a placeholder. Now, if they... Do you know what they should do? They should take that t-shirt. They should stick some longer arms on it. And, and they should make, make that pin logo. Spirit jersey! And turn into a spirit jersey. Because it's literally just... You, you guys should actually look at this picture because it's ridiculous. It's a black t-shirt and has the pin trading logo on the front. Massive. And then on the back, it just says, Official Pin Trader. It looks you like... If you think of, like, a staff t-shirt that just has staff written on the back, it's just that in regular font. So I'm wondering if it's an, a placeholder for something that they either haven't finished designing it or they don't want to release it and they want it to be a surprise... Because it does just look very photoshopped, and I don't like it. But the t-shirt's a nineteen ninety nine. There's also a mug for ten ninety nine. There's an actual pin. It's called Pin Pin Trading. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Which is six ninety nine, and then there's also an official pin trading lanyard, 
for $9.99. So they have our world's best friend pin that we have every month. Yeah. And this uh, month is Bambi and Pan Pan, which is Thumper. That's cute. For $15.99 and 700 limited exclusive make. And then on the 27th of July, we have our monthly Stitching Birds, or Stitching Ducks. I like Stitching Ducks. I think that's better. It kind of sounds like Sitting Ducks. Uh, it's Stitching Ducks. Uh, $15.99, exclusive to 700 Must have Lion Birdie. Oh, you also have to have Lion Birdie for the World's Best Friends one, but we all know that. Then finally, on Wednesday, the 24th of July, we seem to have some coins. If you've ever been into Zampires, they don't do your traditional pressed penny machines, shall we say. They do these, like, medallions. So you put in, like, I think it's a euro or two euro. I think it's two euro. And they have them around the park for different characters and stuff like that. I think I have a Ratatouille one somewhere. But these seem to be, like, more official ones that they're going to be selling. Because they're, like, what, 25 euro, 26 euro? They're 26 euro and they're only limited to 150. Eek. Uh, so they are quite cute. I wonder, the ones you get on the machine are gold. I think so, And yeah. these ones are silver by the looks of it. Yeah. So I wonder, are they like, more special? So there is a Sorcerer Mickey one. There is <laughs> Medallion Polochon, which I presume means flounder. Yeah, it's flounder in the castle. <laughs> it's strange. strange. And then there's also a Peter Pan one in front of Skull Rock. Yeah. And they're released on the 27th, 24th of July. There is no pin trading event on this, but ah! it was released that there is a special pin trading event which will take place on September the 13th, which is Friday the 13th, and it will be themed to Phantom Manor. I am buzzing. But there has been no other information released about this no. yet. So unfortunately, as we can't see into the future, we have no more information for you, but we're very excited. Friday the 13th, Phantom Manor pin trading. Ow. For anyone that doesn't obviously know me personally, my birthday is September 12th. I was due to be born on Friday the 13th, but I'm early for everything, so here we are. And Sinead's a witch. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> like, people listen to that went, wow, that was mean, but no. <laughs> um, so, a Phantom Manor event on a Friday the 13th, the day after my birthday. I won't lie, me and Kate are heavily contemplating just going over for the day. Really depends on how much it costs. <laughs> yeah. So as soon as, I mean, as soon as there's more information about it, obviously. It will be on the Instagram. Obviously. At Mickey Waffles Pod. <laughs> See how many times you can plug it. Have a drink every time mm. we mention our Instagram. So yeah, that's everything from the pins. Oh yeah, that's my pin. The big thing that happened in Disneyland Paris this week was the start of the Lion King and Jungle Festival. Oh. Oh, ha. And it looks great. It looks fantastic. I won't lie. Before it got released, I... We were like, whatever, Lion King. Yeah, I really... I hadn't paid much attention to it. I, to be honest, didn't really care about it. But from looking at it, it looks phenomenal. Yeah. So what we're going to do... We'll just give you a run through of the stuff. I think we'll do the shows last. Because I think they're probably going to be the longer bit. Uh Uh-huh. So they've released, as DLP do, a bunch of food items... Nom noms, and so they've released a the used. <laughs> they used to do a pineapple whip. It was not a dull whip. No. It was a pineapple whip. And this year for the Lion King and Jungle Festival, I'm just going to call it the Lion King Festival because it's going to get a bit annoying to say the full name the whole time. They have released a mango whip, which looks perfectly fine. I mean, I don't really like mango. Neither do I. 
I liked pineapple. I don't. I, don't, like I still like pineapple, but I liked the pineapple whip. Yeah, because we tried it. Well, I tried it. And Amy also had some. Hi, Amy. I think I tried it. I just I don't care for pineapple, so I didn't like it. Yeah, that's fair. I presume it's going to be the same sort of sweetness kind of thing. Yeah. If I was there, I'd try it. Yeah, so that is four ninety nine. Sorry, can I just say all of these things are titled Roarsome Delights." Yeah, that's a little pun from DLP. Next thing we have is the Lion King popcorn bucket, which is twelve ninety nine with popcorn in it. Or eleven ninety nine if you just want the bucket. I don't know why you wouldn't just pay the extra euro and get some popcorn. But anyways, so it's cute. It kind of looks like a wooden, like hand. It looks like a wooden drum almost, and it has what looks like it is a sketch, like a etching of Simba on the front of it. It's pretty cute. I like the lanyard thing that it comes with. Yeah, it's nice. I always, I say lanyard thing. Sorry, it's just a popcorn bucket with. Uh, Strap. strap attached to it so you can wear around your neck yeah but it's very pretty i like the idea of popcorn buckets but i mean i think especially since we bought those 25th anniversary ones and then left them there stop i just it up. i, I mean, we have that oogie boogie one true but i didn't have to bring that home no wendy did that thanks, thanks wendy. wendy i was gonna say i i same i do quite like the idea of popcorn buckets but i don't really know what i do with them afterwards exactly because i have that oogie boogie and he sits on my chest of drawers and scares the the jays out of me in the nighttime when he goes in the dark yeah which i, I know isn't a problem for you i had to move him over the other side of my room because brefney kept waking up with this like <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot of glow in the dark things in my room and they all seem to be over brefney's side of the room and he kept waking up with oogie boogie like right there like glowing in his face so i have had to move him to the, the other first side. night i think that he'd had like proper sunlight to be able to work i'd switch the light i think i actually screamed a little because i was like what is that but it was the oogie boogie popcorn bucket oh dear so yeah but that's the thing like i haven't used him for anything i don't use him for like there's nothing inside of him no like i wouldn't use it for pop like it's 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 very impractical for popcorn yeah i was also thinking like if because his back opens you wouldn't really be able to get it would only be suitable for children i think i don't think any adult hand would fit properly in that no so like the oogie one was fine because he is just a statue of Oogie boogie. Sorry, but I hope you enjoyed our popcorn bucket aside there. The the Lion King one, it, it would actually, you'd be able to use it as a popcorn bucket. I just don't know what you would use it for after that. Maybe just keep like little mementos from I the I think park. if you were really into Lion King, like just saying, if they made a lantern popcorn bucket that looked like that. Don't make it at some stage. I'd probably buy it. See, that's the thing though, but that's because I'm such a big Tangled fan. But yeah. because I'm looking at it going, ah, Lion King's okay. Yeah. They'll make it at some stage. But it's nice. I like that it's being offered. Yeah. And then, in truth, is it really a festival in Disneyland Paris if you don't have a bunch of different cookies and stuff? No, it's think not. So. so, we have the possum chocolate print, which Yay. basically looks like... Oh my god, sorry, I read ahead. <laughs> so, it's the... It's a... It looks like shortbread cookie paw thing with what i can only assume is probably nutella given that it's dlp mm. and that is 4.29 we have the choco coco lollipop which i can only assume is what kate read and started laughing at yeah, it was. <laughs> which basically kind of looks like a chocolate donut on a stick i think so yeah there's no real life picture of it no and that's 4.29 there is then the savannah banana bread 
all these names, which is leopard print banana bread. It's pretty cool looking in all it fairness. Does. I feel like they've made more of an effort with this than they did with the Toy Story Playdate stuff. <laughs> and then last but not least, there are the Safari macaroons. There they is... look fab. They are. So they come in lemon and chocolate. There's a leopard print one and a tiger print one, I think. And they look amazing. Yeah, I definitely get both. They All of this food is extremely Instagrammable. Oh, I think that's kind of what they're planning on. And then I think the only other... Oh, no, wait. There's a donut. There's a zebralicious donut. No. Which is three ninety nine. as are the macarons. And last but not least, we have the jungle sipper, which is fourteen ninety nine. if you get it with a drink. The drink does come separate in a bottle, or you can get it for thirteen ninety nine by itself. Pay the euro. Get a drink. Even if you want to drink it, give it to someone else. They're also doing pineapple slush. Oh. So five ninety nine for a fifty CL or three ninety nine for a twenty five CL. There you go. That you might to... be a nice. I think that would be if you liked pineapple. I feel like a small one of those would be a nice refresher if it was really hot. Depends how sweet it is because sometimes if they're like obnoxiously sweet, it can go the other end. Very true. So yeah, they are all the treats that have been released. Oh, actually no, I tell a lie. There are also some drinks which yeah. have been released. There's the Pumba and Simba milkshakes in Victoria's. These are really cute. Seemingly they had about a bunch of issues with these when it first launched. They couldn't get the stencils right, so they ended up removing these for a couple of days and then bringing them back. That's mad that DLP would do that. Because DLP don't usually give a crap about anybody. Yeah. So I find it interesting that they were like, do you know what? We actually want to give you the best product possible. So we're just going to stop selling it for a little while and make it perfect. Yeah. Rather than, here, have this half hours thing and still give us all the money. Yeah. And then also in Victoria's, you can get a hibiscus and orange iced tea. I love hibiscus. The hibiscus iced tea in Starbucks is great and I love it. So I think I'd really like this. Yeah. And then you can also get an alcoholic pina colada milkshake. If you like pina coladas, get caught in the rain. It's got a little pineapple stencil on the top. And then the only other food option is in, they've changed up... Hakuna Matata. There is a some new set menus that they've got. So it is thirty nine euro ahead for these like set meals, and also included in that you get to meet Mickey Mouse in his like explorer's outfit, and you get to meet Rafiki as well, which is pretty cute. So there's kind of, sorry, just before you explain what's in it, it's just kind of interesting because it's almost like like it's not a character buffet, like it's not, but it's weird. It's a quick service with a character meet. Yeah. For 40 quid. In fairness, I don't... The food doesn't look quick service though. No, but it definitely comes out in quick service stuff. Like, that's not a... It's not a sit down and bring it to your no. table thing. No. But, um... So, yeah, with it, you can get... One of them is the Savannah Delights one. So, you get a drink. You get an African platter, which contains chicken, beef, meatballs, plantains... Sautéed shrimp, raw and cooked vegetable salad, okay, sweet and sour dressing with peanuts, and then you also can get either a fruit salad or this really cute Simba ice cream, which looks adorable. Simba. Which is great. The kids one is 35 euro and you get all the same stuff as the other one. And then they also have, which I was very excited about, a vegan menu. Wow. DLP, because up until now, the only vegetarian thing on the Hakuna Matata menu was rice oh beautiful beautiful rice rice the country that that, no the food that saved our country like not even an actual rice dish just rice yeah 
It's pathetic. So in the vegan menu, you get vegan satay with tomato sauce, plantain, raw and cooked vegetable salad, sweet and sour dressing with peanuts, a cold drink, and initial... So on the picture for this, it has the ice cream, the aforementioned Simba ice cream, or a fruit salad, but... And the description of the ice cream says that it's a coconut banana. It's a banana coconut ice cream. It actually just says cocoa and banana. Yeah, the other description that I got said it's a coconut. banana coconut one. Okay. So I assumed it was a banana ice cream made with from, coconut milk. Oh, so dry, yeah. But seemingly it's not. So although it has a picture of it on the vegan menu, that is a misprint. If you are vegan, do not eat the ice cream because I just it does have dairy. can't believe they put it, like, that's classic GLP, like... They're absolutely storming it, storming with the Lion King and Jungle Festival. Yeah. It is probably one of the best things they've done in years. Yeah. And it's like, hurt the derf, let's put dairy on the vegan menu. Like, <laughs> honestly. Don't get me wrong, I, I'm super pleased that they are bringing out more vegan options because that's, the Marvel season had vegan options and now this has vegan options. And the vegan options that were in the Marvel season have stayed. Exactly. And that food festival that's coming in the next couple of weeks, I think, that yeah. also has vegan options. So... As a vegetarian, I'm super pleased that there's more things that I can eat that aren't just that terrible vegetable burger. Mm. So, a little bit of a mishap with the ice cream. And I hope that no one that was vegan did eat it and was angry about it, which I would be as well. So, that's the food. The characters, you can meet a lot of the kind of classic characters around the park in different outfits so like i think you can meet donald in his like explorer's outfit over where winnie the pooh would normally be you can meet minnie in her explorer's outfit and then we had as we announced last week moana is now available permanently over beside hakuna matata make way make way but the characters all the character outfits even the ones in the shows are so freaking everyone's just great and speaking of the shows Disneyland Paris have done three different kinds of shows for this, which is so impressive. Three. So we have the Rhythms of the Pride Land, which takes place in the Frontierland Theatre. That runs at half twelve, half one, five past four and five past five. And this is basically, for lack of a better way of phrasing it, it's like they took the Festival of the Lion King from Animal Kingdom and just like blew it out of the water. Yeah, it's great. It's really, really good. It's phenomenal the aerobatics wow the aerobatics are great fantastic now we did we watched a video and this is just a personal thing we watched the video that was on youtube and there appeared to be a sign language interpreter for the first half but then that sign language interpreter i don't know if they went off screen somewhere that you couldn't see them yeah but they were very far back and very dark like they didn't have a lot of light on them if anyone doesn't know, Kate is an Irish sign, oh, yeah, sign language interpreter. This is, why, this is something she would notice. Deaf access really, really gets me going. So, which I think is great because I remember when this came out for press release, they, there was a video released about the inclusion of sign language interpretation. Yeah. But the only video available was all in French. Obviously. So I couldn't read up about it. Yeah. But from what I can tell... Because when you look at the Showtime's board, it doesn't say which one has a sign language interpreter. So I think the sign language interpreter is there in every show. Yeah. Which is great. Um, my only concern would be that they're very far away and very dark. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think it's I just think it's really good. Yeah. We've also got the Jungle Book Jive, which I think is my favorite. Yeah, I really like Jungle Book Jive. I think it's also my favorite more for a fact that, like, 
it's more of a thing you can happen upon. Yes. I feel like anything that you can just happen upon in Disneyland Paris always brings you so much more joy. Yeah. Like, obviously, you can't happen upon a show because you have to queue for it, get in and sit down and wait. And seemingly the queuing has been difficult the past few days. Oh, DLP, cha-ching. Yeah. So, yeah, Jungle Book Drive is really, really fun. It Basically, it goes down the parade route. It stops at all the little stages outside of the castle. Goofy and friends... And I mean friends, not Mickey Minnie, like actual friends, come down through the castle and join everyone. So we have a lot of traditional drummers that have been brought over to DLP specifically for this and traditional dancers as well. It kind of has a Bollywood-esque twist on it. Yeah, it's really, really fun. The costumes in it are absolutely stunning. From the dancers to the drummers to the characters. Yeah. To the people who are pushing the floats. Honestly, they all look stunning. Everything is amazing. The songs are great. Yeah. Like the... There's a super nice blend of the Disney songs mixed into some of the unique songs for this, which are just... That last song is fab. Yeah, it's great. And there's, um... They're not fireworks. It's like shooting of, like... Powder? Powder or chalk dust. Yeah. If anyone's ever been on a colour run. Yeah. It looks like that, but shot up into the air, which would also tie into the whole, like... Bollywood sort of theme which I think is fantastic mm-hmm. it's also like they haven't skimped on it it looks great yeah it's like enough to make an effect there's a really great closing shot where it's the characters are split across two of the stages within the hub and then all the like chalk fireworks whatever we want to call them go off from the castle and go off behind the characters oh it's fab yeah it just well looks impressed. Great. and the fact that it's on four times a day exactly like it's the kind of thing where like oh yeah the fireworks happen once a time but the jungle book jive is on at 11 10 past 12 5 to 3 and 5 past 4 so they are yeah. really nicely spread out and i think it's just great the parade's at half five yes so if you so let's just let's just imagine shall we it's your first time going to disneyland paris you haven't really planned it you're not much of a hard planner but you're like oh i'm gonna enjoy the magic so you've taken a nice nice flight over you haven't come too early you've gone you've checked into your hotel you're walking into disneyland around like four o'clock you're in the middle of main street everyone's queuing up around the side you're like oh my god what's happening and then boom jungle book jive delightful songs lovely colors amazing little dance and then by the end of it everyone's like where are you going parades on soon especially if you're there on a tuesday because you've something else in between like just imagine how much of a magical moment that would be yeah that is fantastic four times a day those and those dances are good and those dances are putting their all and those performers are doing everything they can they're doing the most if you will doing the most so we're just very happy with it it looks fantastic absolutely and then lastly we have the matter dance like meta but matter yeah which takes place over beside pirates and this has timon pumba and zazu with some other dancers i guess the easiest the easiest way to put it is the gardens of the galaxy show that just left yes walt disney studios and um, but replace gamora and star lord with timon and pumba yes because would, there's no Groot. <laughs> I would nearly even say that Pumba's a bit more Groot-like. Would you? Just kind of... Is that because he farts? Causing havoc. He farts and he works, lads. Literal steam vacates, are, vacates this massive puppet. It's great. The animatronic is wow. It's... That, that animatronic is wow. That's how... Do we think it's an animatronic or do we think it's a puppet? Because watching it move, I thought it oh, might have been a puppet. Oh, maybe it is a puppet. Either way, it's great. 
I don't care what it is, but it's fab. I like that they, they're clearly not skimping. Yeah. They're doing everything they can to make stuff look the best. So I can imagine this is going to be a season that we're going to have for a couple of years. Tis the season to be jolly. Nope. Nope. <laughs> the look on Sinead's face. No. <laughs> so yeah, it just looks great. It's basically Timon and Pumbaa out with all their friends who are dancers. Yeah. And they basically teach everyone a bit of a dance. It's real cute. Kids now, are getting real into it. Yeah, the kids are loving it. Now, it does fall into the classic old 85% in French, not that much in English. There was uh, there was maybe like four <laughs> words in English. Yeah, like there's Timon, Zazu and Pumbaa. And, it's a lo- and Timon and Zazu speak French and Pumbaa speaks English. And all he's doing is laughing about farting. So, yeah, but, like, Timon says this massive thing, and Pumba literally goes, yes! And I'm like, that's literally useless to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but so, you're always going to have that in Disneyland Paris. I don't think that's ever going to go away, the yeah. imbalance in language. But you, there's not much you can do about it. Like, if you go to Tokyo, if you go to Hong Kong, if you go to Hong Kong and Shanghai, very little English at all. Yeah. So, you can still, I mean, you, you can kind of piece together what's going on. It's cute. And this runs... Six times a day, and if you get picked to go up and dance, you get a little badge as well, which is real cute. Yeah, it says, Timon said I can dance. Which, it's really cute. That'd be a real cute souvenir to get. Yeah. When we love, we love a free souvenir. We love it and free, we can get from Disney. Yeah. That's the Lion King and Jungle Festival. It looks fab. Absolutely. And I would really like to get to see it. So maybe if we go over for the pin event, we might be able to see a little bit of it, maybe. <clears throat> and moving on to our next news item is a new floating guest relation team that mm. has appeared in Disneyland Paris. They are roaming around basically the hub area, from what I can tell. I think they were in and around Frontierland, Adventureland yesterday, mainly because there's so much going on with the Lion King Festival. There's a lot, there was of, a lot of confusion. Yeah. So I think... I think I might have seen E92 tweet today that they've actually gotten themselves a little stand. Oh, cute. That they've like made a little makeshift stand. Great. Just, I suppose, to direct people, people here, there and everywhere. So it's basically said that they're kind of like a mini city hall, like like a mini sub department of city hall. Like they will be able to answer a lot of your questions so you don't have to walk all the way back up to the top of the park. They won't be dressed in their classic red, which a lot of cast members are, like just general customers walking around they are dressed in blue which makes them stand out a lot to everything else that's in the park which you will know they are at the guest relation team so you can pop over and ask many questions you have yeah so it should help hopefully with some of the queues that are at city hall because city hall during the day has a ridiculous weight yeah it's crazy i wonder if you can give i wonder if they're literally just there for like information of where do i go for this or what do i do with this or whether you'll actually be able to because you know the way a lot of people go to guests uh go to city hall to give like cast compliments and stuff like that i wonder if you'll be able to do that with them i wonder if you went up to them would they direct you on how to tweet them maybe they might be like we actually don't have any things here because like where would you fill them out true but i can show you how to tweet us and hashtag cast compliment yeah which just if any if no one else has ever done it if you go on to twitter and go to at dlp help as far as i'm aware if you tweet them if you have a particularly good or negative whichever um interaction or anything that happens in the park you can tweet disney but particularly if it's cast compliment you can just tweet them and say i would like to pass on a hashtag cast compliment for this person who was either at this attraction or wherever they were when you encountered it and what they did and then what what DLP help will then do is they will print that out and present it to that cast member and they get recognition for it so they work really hard so if you do have a good interaction with a cast member send a little tweet 
It only takes five seconds. Excellent. What's next? next? Very sadly, last week, we saw the last of Phantom Mickey. Oh. Which I won't lie, I was real sad about. He was great. Yeah, but I understand why he's gone. So do I. But I was I was a, li- a little bit sad. Phantom Maniriki was so much fun. Ah, he always has that costume there, Sinead. He was so cute. He might not be gone forever. I wonder if they'll bring him back at Halloween. I would love if they bring... Now, I don't want them to replace Jack with him. Don't get me wrong. Oh, lads. That but, would be... That would be atrocious. But if we got Phantom Manor Mickey and Jack, I wouldn't... I would not be sad. <laughs> I would really enjoy that. But... So, Phantom Manor Mickey went away one day and the next day we had a brand new Mickey Mouse in a different costume. Yes, we had Thunder Mesa, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, he looks like a saloon owner. He it's looks so cute. Adorable. He's got a little waistcoat, little pinstripe trousers. It does look like... So, if any of you have seen the... What was called the Mystic Manor float from the Halloween Cavalcade last year, one of the outfits that Mickey Mouse came out in was a red outfit mm-hmm. that looked very similar to this. Mm. Just with a jacket and a top hat on. Which he's not wearing the jacket and the top hat. So I think this might be the other bit of said costume. So maybe a, a little bit of a recycled outfit. Maybe we're all, we're like, all here for recycling, Sinead. Sustainability, lads. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a big thing. So, yeah. So he's over beside Phantom Manor in Thunder Mesa. Go check him out. I like when we get to see Mickey Mouse in these different fun costumes. I, it's Great. It's nice to have him, it like... It refreshes the character. Yeah, like, he's great in his classic outfit. Delightful if you've never met him before. But after a while, like, there is only so much Mickey Mouse can do. Like, he can be the adorable gentleman. Like, that's his... Yeah. That, that's his character. So it's nice to have him in these different outfits, which give him a bit more of a pizzazz. Exactly. I think that's everything from Disneyland Paris. For now, anyways. Yes. So we're moving stateside. And unfortunately... Sensational. A parade in Disneyland, California, is leaving us on July 17th. I don't know what's replacing it. Ah. Because it's not the Main Street Electrical Parade. Yeah. I don't know. So, are they getting a new parade? Because I did look this up and it didn't say, so Disney Parks blog announced this, but it didn't say what was replacing it. So, Mm. I'm intrigued. Guess we'll find it too. Speaking of the Main Street Electrical Parade... Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland proudly presents our spectacular festival pageant of nighttime magic and imagination in thousands of sparkling lights and electro-synthematic musical sounds. The Main Street Electrical Parade. It's coming back! Woo-hoo. Not that I've ever seen it. I mean, it's fun. I, I've watched it multiple times on YouTube. I so Disneyland Paris have started doing this thing on Instagram on their stories where they'll put up these like quiz things on Paris on Paris okay just checking last week or the week before they went through all the older parades that Disneyland Paris has had exciting I didn't know that Disneyland Paris once had the Main Street Electrical Parade did they? yeah what year? 90s Mm-hmm. very no, long time ago no that's fine like it was like it was in the 90s yeah it, it yeah. was like way way ago like clearly way before either of us had started it was going. way way ago way way ago <laughs> and yeah so it's clearly gone it's done its rounds i got to see it when i was in walt disney world it's fun it's very cheesy but isn't that it's kind fun. of the point though oh absolutely so if you are going to be in disneyland resort between august 2nd and september 30th 
go give it a watch. I assume this is going to be replacing Paint the Night, which is a little bit sad because Paint the Night is beautiful. But I wonder if they're using this to kind of give Paint the Night a bit of a refresh. Yeah, but didn't they couldn't have the Main Street Electric Parade and Sensational at the same time because they won't fit. They won't both fit backstage. Oh, with the expansion. Okay, because they want they're building out something. They basically they're expand. They're always expanding Disneyland, but they're building out somewhere. And Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> no, no, because isn't Galaxy's Edge? Yeah, but finished. they haven't had both of them since. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's why. Oh, yeah. Fair. Yeah. So. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that they can't fit both of them backstage at the same time. So it has to be one or the other. And the Main Street Electrical Parade statistically has brought in more guests. Yeah. And because they're doing this whole... They're all terrified that Galaxy's Edge has scared away all of their guests. Yeah. That they're like, hey, nostalgia. Also with Soaring Over California, they're like, hey, nostalgia. And Disneyland Forever, I think think it's coming back kind of yeah, soon isn't yeah, it yeah it is yeah as well so it's all of these like hey 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 come back <laughs> we're not just star wars <laughs> yeah so, so yeah that's why we have sensational goodbye bye and electrical good hi hi exactly oh yeah and something else that was released which we've also realized is disney world getting scared is they have released this new package called My First Disney Getaway, which is a package for three people, two adults and a child. And basically, it's $999 for a two-night stay in a standard room at a select Disney all-star resort. Which means you're not going to be staying in movies. No. You're going to be staying in sports or you're going to be staying in music. It also includes a two-park magic ticket with one-day-only admission to Magic Kingdom Park and one-day-only admission to Animal Kingdom. So you get one day in Magic Kingdom and one day in Animal Kingdom. I don't understand why they picked... Those two. Those two. You also get one stroller rental per day, subject to availability... So if they've run out of strollers from other people, you don't get one. Yeah. Um, You also get one merchandise bag, which includes a plush, an autograph book, a pen, my first visit, Mickey ears, and a reusable bag. So you don't even know what plush you get? No, it just says a plush. This is a rip-off. But remember, before you visit with your little one, be sure to check out our special preschool page filled with helpful tips and magical experiences designed for younger children. I'm sorry. If you're going to pay a grand to spend two days staying in All-Stars and only going to Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom, why would you bring a kid to Animal Kingdom? To be honest, if you're going with a kid that's as young as they seem to think this is for, you would just go to Magic twice. No, it's just... You would be better off booking it all separately yourself, staying in Pop, and going to Magic twice. Because at least then you can bring your kid to meet Mickey Mouse. You can bring your kid on the teacups and the carousel. And just loop Small World over and over again. Peter Pan, whatnot. Why would you bring them to Like, what is there for a kid that young to do in Animal Kingdom? Nothing. I think Get the, hot. I think the only thing is... They can, go, they can look at the Some animals. of the shows, look at the animals. And Navi River Journey. And maybe the safari. As if you're going to... I'd say kid that... Small would be scared on Navi River Journey. Right? Because that's a lot of like dark and the what are they called? Oh, what are they called? The Navi? Is that what they're called? (laughs) Like the the Navi that's in that animatronic. The Shimon? Yeah, if you didn't know where you were, you'd be scared. Yeah. 
Um, like, I feel maybe not necessarily, like, Hollywood Studios would be a bad choice, but Epcot would make so much more sense because you've got the seas with Nemo and friends. Cute. You've got a spaceship Earth. You've got Frozen. You've got <laughs> the three caballeros. There's a ton of characters in Test Epcot. Track? You definitely couldn't bring a child that young on Test Track. Yeah, you can on your lap. I don't think you can. Can you not? No, Test Track goes, like, 70-odd miles an hour. No, not Test Track. Soren? No, the one you drive the car yourself. Autopia? Magic Kingdom. Is it? <laughs> are you sure? Oh, are you sure? Yes. I'm just so confused. Autopia's over beside Tron, because remember everyone thought they were going to get rid of Autopia oh, to build Tron? Yeah. Sorry, I'm just so confused. So, yeah. I'm like, cars, future. <laughs> There's way more stuff that you can oh, but, do. Uh, oh, yeah. Ignore me being Epcot. stupid. There's way more stuff to do in Epcot. So much more stuff that you can do. Living at the land. Lovely boat ride. So, do you know what? There are so many lovely boat rides in, in Epcot. Epcot. Yeah, Epcot is just full of them. Well, this is obscene. Cannot be combined with any other discount promotion. Advance reservations required. Everyone in the same room must be on the same package. Which it's crazy because I've looked at booking Walt Disney World next year sometime for two adults for nearly two weeks, and it's three grand or just over three grand for two weeks. Yeah. If you were to add a child onto that, it would make it like three and a half, three, seven. That's just, it's just crazy. Absolutely ludicrous. How about a no? Next thing. So Disney and mainly Disney Parks blog clapped back this week. Ouch. So there is a Disney news site. It's an unofficial site. It's a fan site called, I actually just won't even bother saying the name, but they are known within the Disney community to post very rumor-based tweets. But say it as if it's fact. Yeah. Um, they are widely not endorsed by a lot of, at least a lot of the Disney people which I follow, which I like to follow mainly credible people, I would like to say. Yeah. And they had been, this particular site had been saying how the Tiki Room was going to go away and Country Bears were going to go away, both within Magic Kingdom. And Disney clapped back. I'm going to read the first few lines of... They, they initially released it about the Tiki Room first. And honestly, this article, I won't lie, it is quite unprofessional of Disney. But it's also absolutely hilarious, so I don't really care. It doesn't read as unprofessional. Like, if you didn't know what was happening. True. It doesn't read as unprofessional. True. But I suppose if you know the context behind it. Yeah. It kind of is. That's a bit different. So it's titled, A Little Birdie Told Us. Oh. A little birdie told us that there are some rumours flying around about our beloved tiki birds at Walt Disney World Resort. We're sorry that fans have been fed incorrect information by unscrupulous sources. While Toucan, as in the bird, it's in quotes, it's gas, play at that game. (laughs) We deal in facts here at Disney Parks Blog. Although we won't address every rumour, we want to set the record straight. There are no plans for our feathered friends to fly the coop any anytime soon and they go on and so forth to talk about the enchanted tiki room and stuff like that but you honestly i when i read this i was howling laughing i was like do you know what disney fair play to you yeah i was gonna say i wonder does it i wonder had they noticed that twitter account been going for a while and we're like look we'll just leave it i think it's but just... i wanted it to get to a point where they were like look this is ridiculous uh, like, don't get me wrong, I, I understand it because a lot of those types of attractions have been taken out of the various parks. Now, I don't think the Tiki Room will ever leave Disneyland because yeah, I think Disneyland true. locals will literally riot. Yeah. But 
I can understand why people would assume that eventually something like that is going to happen. But I, it just, it makes me laugh. So then I think it was the same day or it was maybe a day later, they released another blog post and this one's called About Our Country Bears. So it says, thanks for bearing with us this week. With all the news we've shared, we forgot to mention our friends over at the Country Bears. Our Imagineers are always looking for ways to bring more magic to our guests through experiences and stories they know. But contrary to the rumours, Country Bear Jamboree is not going into hibernation anytime soon. In fact, we're looking forward to celebrating its 50th anniversary in October on October 1st, 2021 at Walt Disney World Resort with Henry, the five bear rugs, and the rest of the gang. Until then, we hope that you'll be coming back again and that you'll drop in and see us now and then. So, yeah. Just addressing them rumours. We're clapping back. Which, in fact, I mean, why not? I can't really blame them. It also, like, Disney Twitter lost its goddamn mind. Did it, yeah? (laughs) when When all of this was happening, it lost its goddamn mind. Because it's a lot of people that are frustrated by sites like this particular one that were saying rumors as if it's gospel because there there would be certain fans that would just assume that that is the truth yeah so i just yeah had to laugh i just think fair play to disney exactly because i feel like they have to sort of cover their own backs when it comes to sorry when it comes to stuff like this as well because if you have a casual fan who it doesn't pay attention to everything. Yeah. They might freak out. They might see this Twitter page and be like, oh my God, Tiki Rooms is closing. You never know. They, people might have been like complaining to Disney or emailing in Disney, especially like Country Bears and the Tiki Room. To your average Disney parks goer, they probably wouldn't care because yeah. they're not exactly a thrill ride or anything like that. And but I've, they mean a lot to a lot of people. To a lot of hardcore Disney fans, they are like, particularly the Tiki Room. The Tiki Room is like, one of the heart and souls of Disney parks. Uh-huh. And particularly if you're a Disney World fan, the Country Bears are like, find me a regular going Disney World fan that doesn't love the Country Bears. Yeah. I'll wait. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. I thought it was cool. It was also just real funny to see everybody losing their minds about it. It was hilarious. We always love a good Disney tipsy up. Oh, so good. So good. That's all with the news then. It is. Except for one thing. What's that, Kate? You know what today is. Is today Tuesday? Yeah, you know what that means. And Special Guest Tuesday! Firstly, I'd like to thank the lovely Refni last week for introducing our special guest. Oh, bless him. I was so dead. Due to our weird filming... Filming? Due to our weird recording last week, we unfortunately did not know the special guest on Tuesday because we recorded on Monday. So, we'd like to thank the lovely Breffney O'Sullivan, who expelled the knowledge to you all for introducing the special guest last week. Thank you very much, Yeah, Breffney. and if you liked hearing Breffney's dulcet tones, you can follow him over on the Intercontinental Breakfast, a wrestling podcast. Uh, also on the ICB network, much like ourselves. <laughs> now, we know you've all been on the edge of your seat ever since I told you it was Special Guest Tuesday. Today's special guest was Elvis Stitch. Which is so cute yeah it's really it's a really cute outfit again it's one of those things that you don't see very often the last time he was out was at christmas in the show yeah. so it was a long time ago i totally forgot about that <laughs> there you go but again you couldn't meet him well you obviously can't meet him in the yeah. parade but like he was he's not like a meet and greet character he's something special so very yeah. cute much enjoy he was in the little trundle wheel yeah he was in the little trike thing because i would assume 
whilst Elvis Stitch can I feel like a, Stitch has very short legs. Yeah. And again, like we say it every time someone's on the little trike thing, those dancers boot it down. Yeah. So yeah, that's it for the news. Yeah. So as we mentioned at the start of the episode, we're making a start of a new series. In the series, we're going to go through each of the lands within Disneyland Paris. We'll give you an overview of the land, different attractions and characters and stuff like that that are available to do slash meet within the land. And then we'll go through each of the rides, give you an idea of what the ride is like, how easily accessible the ride is to everybody. Yeah, so like if you're in a wheelchair, do you need to transfer? Can you bring a wheelchair through a queue? That kind of stuff. Yeah. And then if there's any height requirements for any of the rides, anything like that. So we asked our lovely thousand followers on Instagram, just getting that in there again, and which land we should start with. So we initially started with, should it be DLP or Walt Disney Studios? Unsurprisingly to anybody, everyone picked Disney Disneyland. We even had a message from the lovely Susan saying, oh no, I accidentally picked Studios. I meant to pick Disneyland. <laughs> And then we posted whether people wanted Adventureland, Frontierland, Fantasyland, or Discoveryland. And Adventureland won pretty solidly. Which I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm surprised. I wanted Fantasyland. Here we are. When you picked Fantasyland, it brought it to 50-50. I saw that, yeah. someone came in and saved me and brought me to Adventureland, which I was pleased about. So, everybody, come with us as we bring you to Adventureland in Disneyland Paris. So... When we think of Adventureland, we think of Adventureland in Disneyland California and Walt Disney World. When they were made, their themes were more of remote jungles in Africa, Asia, South America, and the South Pacific. Yeah, so originally Adventureland was created for Disneyland because obviously that's the first park. So Walt Disney said he wanted to create a land that would make this dream a reality. We pictured ourselves far from civilization in remote jungles of Asia and Africa. So, you'd be thinking of a 1950s view of exotic adventure. Ooh. Ooh la la. Well, not really, it's Adventureland. So, yeah. So, Adventureland is very much focused around that, except when they came to bringing that adventure to Disneyland Paris, they did kind of switch it up. And switched it with Frontierland. So, they do have more of a focus on Indian and Moroccan influences in Adventureland and Disneyland Paris. But the reason we think that is... It's because the time when they would have been building DLP is in and around the time that Aladdin would have been in production. So we can only kind of assume because DLP has such a focus on Aladdin within Adventureland that it was probably mainly to tie in with that. Yeah, That's because it was, uh, Adventureland was firstly known as the Adventureland Bazaar in Disneyland Paris. And it is a re- the entrance bit if you walk in the official entrance from the hub, it is a recreation of an oriental city from the 1001 Arabian Nights, which we can all presume is meant to be Agrabah from yeah. Disney's Latin. Exactly. And then in 1993, they did open the passage Enchante de Latin, which is basically just a little walkthrough. Which is kind of cute if you like Aladdin. Yeah. Um, and this eventually did move to other parks as well. So Disneyland Paris isn't the only place that has this. Yes. So that's the main concept of Adventureland. Like, it's supposed to be like an experience hmm. because of how it's themed. Yeah. But when I walk into event, when I walk into Adventureland, I don't get an automatic hit of... Adventure. Y- yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, I kind... Okay, I kind of get what you mean there because... I'm- 
I feel like Adventureland is very much even within that split into two lands. Yeah. Because you have the kind of Aladdin-y, I suppose it's kind of realistically split into three lands, kind of. So there's the Aladdin-y bit when you first go in. And then you also have the Skull Rock area mm-hmm, over yeah. by Pirates and you have the Jolly Roger. And then there's the bit that we never know where it is. It's over by Indiana Jones. Yeah, which is completely different again because you wouldn't associate it. Like, in all fairness, you've got Skull Rock and you've got Pirates of the Caribbean, which, okay, pirates. Mm-hmm. Like, if a kid was on Pirates of the Caribbean and walked out and saw a pirate ship, if they didn't know it was related to Peter Pan, they'd be like, oh, pirates, continuation. Yeah. But Indiana Jones isn't a continuation of any of those things. Nope, it's not at all. So, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of get that. I suppose the other lands... Maybe not Discovery Land. But the other lands have a very clear theming to them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I suppose Adventureland, particularly in DLP, does kind of have a right L mix of things, shall we say. Yeah. So when we go on to attractions for Adventureland. Mm-hmm. I was going to call it Adventure Isle, but what the... Adventure Isle is a thing in Adventureland. What is Adventure Isle? It's the artificial island in the center of Adventureland. So you've got Adventure Isle, which is smack bang in the middle. Mm-hmm. Then you've also got La, pa- La Plage de Pirates, which is not Pirates of the Caribbean. Is that Skull Rock? Oh yeah, probably. And the caves and tunnels and stuff that's there. Yeah, that's that. Then you've also got the Swift's family treehouse, which is actually quite cute. Never done it. It's quite cute, especially if you're a child. It's a bit boring, but it's cute. It's fun for children because they get to run up and down a lot. Yeah. Then you've got Aladdin's Enchanted Passage, which we, which we talked about before, which is the little walkie through. Yep. Then you've got Pirates of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. um, Indiana Jones, and then also says Rhythm of the Jungle. Yeah, I don't think I don't that's a thing that anymore. Is. So you've got Pirates of the Caribbean and Indiana Jones Temple of Peril. So your only two actual rides there are Pirates of the Caribbean and Indiana Jones. We're going to go through the two of them in more depth and we'll go through the Aladdin, we'll go through the walkthrough attractions a bit more in another episode as well, but just kind of give you an overview of what's within the land. There's also a couple of characters that you can usually meet when you, within Adventureland, generally over beside the kind of pirates area. You can usually either meet Peter Pan with Wendy or you can meet Smee and Captain Hook. Sometimes both. All four of them are out. Yeah, on opposite sides. Occasionally. The queue for Peter Pan gets really, really long. The queue for Peter Pan cuts off before Peter Pan gets out. Yeah. So if you want to meet Peter Pan, go over by Skull Rock. There's When you first go into Adventureland from Fantasyland, kind of take a left and you'll usually see an umbrella and stuff. That's where the queue for Peter Pan is. Usually, sometimes other characters will end up there, but that is generally where you'll find Peter Pan. And if you want to meet him, go there first thing and just queue. You get a really cute picture, though, with the Skull Rock in the background. It's fab. Yeah, so those times are printed on the program because he is a timed meet and greet. He's not one of those spontaneous, boom, Peter, go. Exactly. And then within, over in the Adventureland Bazaar area, you have the Aladdin meet and greet. So there's one meet and greet, which is over in kind of like a staged area that has the genie's lamp and stuff like that. You can kind of meet anybody from Aladdin there. Just depends on the day. It's like Aladdin or Friends. Like it's very, I think it's called Genie or Friends or something. It's very broad. You can sometimes meet Aladdin in his regular clothes. You can sometimes meet him in his prince clothes. You can meet Jasmine over there. You can meet Genie. You can meet Abu. You can meet Jafar. Sometimes Jafar is hiding over in the corner as soon as you come into Adventureland. Generally around that area. 
You'll yeah. find someone. Yeah, there'll be someone. I can't even say OTG the Genie or OTG Aladdin because I've actually seen a fair balance of both. I I don't think I've ever seen the same people there twice. No, there's always loads of different Aladdin characters there. So it's if you're into Aladdin, or also the Genie is a really nice mean greet. Or if you're trying to meet more princesses, go way to get jazz bags. Keep your eye out for Jasmine. Yeah. And then another regular meet and greet area is over by the Hakuna Matata restaurant. At the minute, we have Moana there. She seems, it seems like she's only really there to cover where Baloo and King Louie would normally be. Right, because they're currently in their festival. Exactly. Jungle Book Jive. So, yeah, it's a really great way to meet Moana. Moana has been seen a lot more this year. She's generally over in like an unofficial meet and greet area beside Colonel Hathi's, mm-hmm. but also over beside Colonel Hathi's it's kind of like an impromptu area so you can sometimes meet Rafiki there you can sometimes meet Chip and Dale there yeah it really just depends that's the one is that where we met Rafiki I don't know I don't think I think that's a different one but I don't know where that is oh I think that's up by the theater it's up by Indiana Jones Indiana Jones yeah because that one that meet and greet up there that's very hidden like you could walk past that and not know yeah it's almost like if I'm gonna sound really weird it's almost like you walk into a ditch and come back on yourself. Yeah. It is. That, that is what it is, though. It's like an opening passage in a ditch. Yeah. Um, you might, like, see people, like, through the bushes and be like, what's going on? That's like a, a meet and greet spot down there. Yeah. It's a really bizarre place to have one. Adventureland Bazaar. There you go. Hey. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, at the minute you can meet Moana over by Hakuna Matata. Other times, it's generally always Baloo yeah. and King Louie. Maybe yeah. it might be one, might be the other, might be both. Occasionally, you can also meet Rafiki and Timon there. Mm-hmm. It's generally animally themed Arr. characters. Food-wise, there's a couple of different restaurants in Adventureland. To be honest, I've not really eaten in any of them. Mm. We ate in Colonel Hathi's, which is kind of on again, off again as to whether it's open. But I really liked Colonel Hathi's. So did I. I wonder if it's because I was so tired and so hungry. I was like, just give me food. And I mean, there, get, there, there does come a certain point within your day where theme park pizza... Is everything you could ever want. It's pretty darn great. It's yeah. like all those people that rag on Pizza Rizzo. I was there when it was Pizza Planet. And you know what? It was pretty damn good. <laughs> it was real right. saucy pizza. Right. You know what I mean? I do. I love, I love a good saucy pizza. As we've said multiple times on this podcast. Even bad pizza is good pizza. Yes. So like that's going to be our saying now. <laughs> so you have Colonel Hathi's, which is a big, giant building. But it's really cool exactly, exactly where it is. What? <laughs> It's making sense. It's really cool where it is. Yeah. Like, the theming of it is very nice. Uh, so it's it's a very cool place as well. I also think it looks very pretty at night because all the lights light up. Yeah. They look like fireflies. I like it. They also, which I only found out today when we were doing some research, they have some tiki birds in there. Disneyland Paris doesn't have a tiki room. No, sadly not. But they did include some tiki birds within Colonel Hathi's. Sadly, they don't sing. They used to. But much like a lot of things that break down Disneyland Paris, they've just never bothered to replace it. Or they just decided maybe the upkeep was too much. Maybe there wasn't getting enough attention. Yeah, I don't know. Another thing, by the way, that's also not in Adventureland in Paris is a jungle cruise, which I'm sad about because with our research for this, I learned that obviously they can't have a jungle cruise in Disneyland Paris because at winter it gets very, very cold. And it would just freeze. And it would just freeze. Like all the animatronics would freeze. It just wouldn't work. Like you wouldn't be able to bring a boat through a frozen river. But they had tried an experimental thing of putting like a glass roof over it so that you could still have a jungle cruise, but it didn't work. So there will never be a jungle cruise. 
at this point in time it is not Paris, which is sad. It makes me sad that they did try and failed. That's really sad. I mean, just means you're going to have to go to the States to go. Oh, I'm so excited. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was that. Sorry. So yeah, Colonel Hathies, pretty good. Bug standards, theme park pizza. Yeah. Not bad at all. There's also Hakuna Matata, which I have never eaten at. Means we, no worries. We spoke about it earlier in the episode. The new menu. If the new menu, I wish they would keep that menu. They might. You don't know. I would hope so. I would hope they would at least keep the vegan option because I have wanted to eat in Hakuna Matata, but they don't do anything vegetarian. Yeah. So for that reason, I and whoever I've been with haven't been able to eat in Hakuna Matata. Yeah, I just think I forget that it's there. Mm. I think I have eaten in Hakuna Matata. I definitely haven't. When would I have eaten in Hakuna Matata? Maybe when I was with Danda? I have a vague, I have a vague recollection of sitting down and eating outside. Anyone that I know that has eaten there has said it's really nice. Yeah. I just can't. Well, hopefully they'll keep that vegan option. Really? Really hoping they do. Or a vegan option anyway. Just take the falafel, take the marble falafel, stick them in there. Yeah, like have, if you're like you're happy enough to reproduce the vegetarian burger everywhere, just take the falafel and just exactly. The other restaurant which I also have not eaten at is the relatively newly refurbished Captain Jack's. This was originally called Blue Lagoon, I think. Oh, is this the one that's in Pirates of the Caribbean? Yes, classic. So much like in Disneyland Resort, when you start out initially in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, you do go through a restaurant. Throw me a dinner roll! Exactly. This is sometimes a character meal. Sometimes you get Captain Jack roaming around. Yeah, really random. I I look at the menu of this every time. And every time I'm just like, do you know what now? (laughs) I think I've... It's very fishy. It's very fishy, and I've seen vlogs of people who've eaten there, and it just doesn't look like a nice place to eat. It's just not my food palette. Like, if I say grimy, oh, it just looks... Like, obviously, it's newly refurbished-ish yeah. anyway, but it just looks... I think it's because it's dark and musty because it's in the ride. See, I don't think that would bother me. I just don't like the sound of the food. Oh. That's my gripe anyways. Well, my gripe is that it's a bit musty. Yeah. So yeah, we've, we've not eaten there, so there's only so much we can kind of tell you about that, I suppose. There's various other places within Adventureland that you can get drinks and snacks and sweets. And I think there's one that you can actually get like a cheese toasty from or something like that, that are open depending on how busy the park is. But they're kind of your main, your main restaurants anyways. So that's kind of Adventureland in a nutshell. It's just an overview of it. As I said, we will go in more in depth on yeah, the Yeah, like the news this week was quite long. So we like we did the bulk of our chatting in the news. So we just want to sort of set up this one so you guys know what's going to be happening. Um, but yeah, we're going to be starting off with Adventureland. And that was basically a nice little overview. Which also kind of leads into if you guys have any questions about Adventureland. Because you guys picked it. Yeah. So let us know. Send us some DMs or whatever. And so if you want to know anything about any of the rides or attractions in Adventureland in Paris, give us a shout because we're going to be researching about them. So if there's something in particular that you want to know about, like, I don't know, storyline or anything basically, or like relevance to other parks or anything like that, just give us a buzz and we'll do our best to try and find out for you. Or even better, if you happen to know some fun little tidbits about Adventureland DLP, let us know. We would love that. That's even better again, Sinead. Exactly. Wow. Look, guys, come on. We're all, we're all one podcast here. You could be the presenters. There we go. Send us some DMs. Exactly. Like voice DMs. Like a toot toot. 
we, I'm going to pop up a post uh, over the weekend. I'm going to pop up a post on Sunday evening about whether we should start with Indiana Jones or whether we should start with Pirates. So make sure that you're taking part in that and we'll find out which ride we're going to be learning about. We're going to be doing both, so don't worry. Just which one are you most excited to hear about? And that's the one we're going to start with. I have a feeling I know what way that's going to go. Me too. But we'll see. So that does it for this week's start of our brand new series all about the attractions in DLP. We will come up with a snappier name for it. Leave it with us. Yeah, give us a week. We'll get there. Exactly. We've had a question come in from official underscore Lala. Thank you very much. Both of the Lalas have two ways. <laughs> Just to make yeah, things more Yeah, Lala, like a song. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For anyone that doesn't know, this is Kate's sister. Yeah. Go check her out. She has just finished a 30 day song challenge thing. It was real cute. And if anyone would like to know why it's Lala, it's because our little brother couldn't say Ellen growing up. So he said Lala. Oh, bless yours. Yeah. Oh, that's real cute. Nah, keeping that in. There you go. (laughs) So Ellen has asked, as previous cast members, if anyone is new to the show and doesn't know, both myself and Kate were cast members in the Disney store for three and a half, four years. Four years for me. Three and a half for me. So, as previous cast members, if you now had the opportunity to work for the Disney company again, where would you prefer to work? Any role, any country, and why? I feel like... start? Yeah. Sorry. I was going to say, I feel like I... I'm just saying this before because otherwise you'll get annoyed at me. I feel like I kind of have two. That's okay. I have an attractions one and a non-attractions one. Maybe you start then and then I might do the same. I feel like one of ours is probably going to be the same. Okay, continue. Cool. My attractions one is obviously Haunted Mansion or Phantom Manor. Uh-huh. I think it'd be super fun. I love the costume for Phantom Manor. It's really cute. It's so... I love it. I, well, I love the ride anyway, so getting to kind of know the ins and outs and how it all works and all that kind of stuff, I don't feel like it would ruin the magic for me. I'm just so intrigued by it that mm-hmm. I would like to be able to kind of get to explore the ride more in depth and then the non-attractions one is i'd really like to be a character handler oh yeah maybe i have three i can't do that (laughs) i mean you can have three can i have three sure cool well i feel like the character handler one can be mutual yeah we'll count that as mutual because obviously we'd both love to be character handlers yeah but then another one i had considering it's any role anywhere is i'd love to be a plaid yeah. I would love... So for anyone who doesn't know, a plaid is um, someone who does the tours around Disney World yeah. and Disneyland, but they can also be people who bring around VIPs and stuff. Not that I'd... <laughs> that's made that sound like I want to be a plaid because I want me, me VIPs. I don't really care about that bit. I really would just love to run the tours, like the backstage tours yeah. and the... And like in Walt's footsteps tours and stuff. That would be great. I'd love that. I actually... Because one of the i think i've said it before one of the favorite one of my most favorite things that i did when i was working in the store was when we'd get a lot of american guests over during the summer and i'd like not disney facts or anything but they'd ask about like irish history and if there was certain places in dublin they should go or certain places in ireland and i would love telling them about like irish history that they had no clue about like even the most basic irish history and things that they might not know about in Dublin that are a bit off the tourist track or suggesting to them, like, to even go to Bray. I was like, you should go to Bray. And they're like, where's that? And I was like, yeah, they were here for five days. Like, they've loads of time to go to places. So I loved doing that. So if I could bring that passion to Disney, yeah, I think I'd go crazy. Which park? Um, Probably Magic Kingdom. Okay. 
I think that's where where the main magic happens. So I think I'd I just yeah. Ideally, I think I'd love that. I kind of agree, and I might piggyback and say I would also like to be a plaid, but I think I'd do it in Disneyland because then you get to do the walking and waltz footsteps one and bring people into oh yeah, waltz apartment no and problems. stuff. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Because even if we've mentioned it before, when we booked the Infinity Pass holder viewing area for the parade, you get to right opposite that is where the VIPs sit for the parade, and even just kind of getting to see the interaction between the tour guide and the groups. Now they are VIPs. That is the VIP viewing area, but even just kind of getting to see that interaction and the little bits of magic that they can make happen for guests and stuff. It's it's super fun or it looks super fun anyways. Yeah. So I think I'd really like to be able to have those experiences. Yeah. And then my final one is also an attractions one. And that is definitely a skipper on jungle cruise because my life is puns and it is the punniest job in Disney. It is. I think if anything was to sum up our two personalities, it's the fact that I want to work on Phantom Manor and, and I want to work on Jungle, Jungle Cruise. Cruise. <laughs> if anything was to give you a background as to what me and Kate are like, yeah, it's that. And if you don't, then you're in denial. <laughs> Thanks, Ellen, for that question. If yeah. you guys have any questions, you know where to hit us up at Mickey Waffles Pod on Instagram. We usually put up a post of a Monday asking if you have any questions. It went up a bit late this week. Sorry, I went up late. Yeah, so keep an eye out on a Monday. We usually put up a post asking if you have any questions. We'll always give your Instagram a shout out, so be sure to let us know. And yeah, I think that's everything for this week. Yeah. But thanks so much, guys. We really appreciate it. Um, remember, this podcast isn't sponsored. We don't get anything for doing it. We just take time out of our days. So if you would be so kind to share the podcast with your friends, or if you know of anyone who is a big Disney nut and would like to listen to other Disney nuts, talk about Disney. Exactly. So that's everything for this week. Thanks so much for listening, guys. And we will chat to you next week. Good morning. Bye. Bye.